A reading from the book of Numbers, starting with chapter 11. The rabble among them had a strong craving, and the Israelites also wept again and said, If only we had meat to eat. We remember the fish we used to eat in Egypt for nothing, the cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions, and the garlic. But now our strength is dried up, and there's nothing at all but this manna to look at. Moses heard the people weeping throughout their families, all at the entrances of their tents. Then the Lord became very angry, and Moses was displeased. So Moses said to the Lord, Why have you treated your servant so badly? Why have I not found favor in your sight, that you lay the burden of all this people on me? Did I conceive all this people? Did I give birth to them, that you should say to me, Carry them in your bosom, as a nurse carries a sucking child, to the land that you promised on oath to their ancestors? Where am I to get meat to give to all this people? For they come weeping to me and say, Give us meat to eat. I am not able to carry all this people alone, for they are too heavy for me. If this is the way you are going to treat me, put me to death at once. If I have found favor in your sight, and do not let me see my misery. So the Lord said to Moses, Gather for me seventy of the elders of Israel, whom you know to be the elders of the people, and officers over them, bring them to the tent of meeting, and have them take their place there with you. So Moses went out and told the people the word of the Lord, and he gathered seventy elders of the people and placed them all around the tent. And then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke to him, and he took some of the spirit that was on him, and he put it on the seventy elders. And when the spirit rested upon them, they prophesied. But they did not do so again. Two men remained in the camp, one named Eldad and the other named Medad, and the Spirit rested on them. They were among those registered. But they had not gone out to the tent, and so they prophesied in the camp. And a young man ran and told Moses, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. And Joshua said of Nun, the assistant of Moses, one of his chosen men, said, My Lord Moses, stop them. But Moses said to him, Are you jealous for my sake? Would that all the people's Lord's people were prophets, and that the Lord would put his spirit on them? The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Boy, the way Glenn Miller played. Songs that made the head parade. Guys like us, we had it made. Those were the days. The song goes on, but I'll save you the agony. <laughs> Especially my son, who is horribly embarrassed right now. <laughs> I'll let you know something. Uh, biblical scholars have done some research, and they have discovered 
that this was actually the song that the children of Israel were singing in the wilderness uh, and when we were complaining uh, here in Numbers 11, which we heard this morning. Yes, they were singing, those were the days. Imagine, imagine the people of Israel having been freed from their slavery in Egypt, looking back on their days in Egypt and saying, "Ah, those were the days. You know, remember we, we could have fish at no cost. Didn't cost us a thing. We had all the leeks and melons and onions and don't forget the garlic, garlic, oh, the garlic. All of it that we wanted. And for nothing. They conveniently left out the part of forced labor, the whips which bore the painful cost on their backs. The way they were made to make bricks without straw. 400 years of bitter weeping. All that they forgot. But the melons, the garlic, the fish, that they remembered. And so they sang in the wilderness, "Ah, those were the days. You know, before we look uh, with too much confusion, scratching our heads at the people of Israel, how could they do this? Let's remember it's a song that we sing too. Oh yeah, we love to look into our past with rose-colored glasses, telling the story of how things used to be, longing wistfully that those days might return. We look back and we think, ah, things were so good then. Life was so much more simple. Those were the days. You know, though, it's, it's a song that, uh, that really is kind of a lie, at least half of a lie. Because the reality is those days were never purely good. There was never a time in the past when life was really that much more simple. Every day has its challenges. Every season of life that we go through has good things to celebrate and lift up and things that we have to bear. And so, yes, as the people of Israel were in the wilderness longing for days in Egypt, they could, with rose-colored glasses, skip over the painful parts and look to the parts that they missed. That was only telling a part of the story. In their case, a very small part. There's a danger that we fall into when looking to the past that we distort its reality. And there's something about the past as opposed to the present that we can control. 
You know, in the way that we tell the story of past events, we can kind of make it however we want it to. Shape it to be as good and glorious or as bad as we want. You know, as we now are 19 months into this pandemic, there's a temptation for us, like the people of Israel, to look back to life as it was two years ago and think, man, those were the days. The reality is that two years ago, we had our own challenges. In fact, in some ways, the pandemic has served as a bit of a gift to us, strange gift though it may be, in that it has peeled back a facade that life was going along pretty well, that we had things pretty well together. And now we can look back and say, you know what, some of these things that we're dealing with today in our families, in our congregation, in our culture, you know, they may have been covered up under some other stuff, but they were there two years ago. They were there. So let's not be too quick to sing, those were the days. Why not? Why is it so wrong to look to the past and to want to kind of live there? Well, because one, you can't do it. (laughs) You know, even if somebody invented a time-traveling device that would be able to transport us back to whatever preferred past experience that we would rather live in over the present moment, like I said earlier, The reality is that we'd find things to complain about and that would be difficult for us then, too. But there's also something bigger at work. See, if we try to look back to the past and think, oh, you know, that that was the thing that we need to get back to, and we focus so intently there, we miss out on what God is doing in the present moment. God doesn't live in the past. God lives now. Even God's name revealed to Moses, I am who I am, or I will be who I will be. Never is it translated, I was who I was. (laughs) God is the God of life today. The people of Israel were in the wilderness They wanted meat to eat. They looked longingly for the garlic and the fish that they could have and that they had at no cost, (laughs) they say, back in Egypt. But all of that discounts what God was doing for them right then and there. Daily, God was providing for their needs through the giving of the manna sustaining them with miracle food. Their shoes weren't wearing out, nor their clothes. Yes, they didn't have the comfortable beds and the houses that they had back in Egypt. They were living in tents. But God was present for them in their midst. 
with a strong arm, a mighty arm, and an outstretched hand, God had saved them from their slavery, and they were free to live free, even if it means to live in a tent for a while, is much preferable to living in a comfortable house in bondage. More than that, God present with them, traveling with them, was leading them someplace. He was leading them to the land that he had promised to their fathers and to their grandfathers, going all the way back to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The land flowing with milk and honey. The land where they could settle and be God's people. This was their present reality. God among them, the Spirit of God resting on them and leading them to this future, a promised future for them and for their children and for their children's children. They couldn't see any of that when they were looking longingly back to Egypt. So too, if we get caught up in looking to our past, we miss what God is doing right now in the present moment. We can look back in the past and whether it's something that we really want to get back to, something that we say, oh, if only today could be like back then, Or, alternatively, if the past is something that you'd really rather not repeat and yet you feel like you are chained to it, like the past just keeps haunting you, either way, let go of the past. As Pumbaa says, you got to put your behind in your past. Pumbaa from the Lion King, for those of you who don't remember him. In the midst of our pining for some past that in reality never really was as simple and as purely good as we remember it, singing, those were the days, God today gives us a new song. He, in leading the people out of Israel, even when they were at the Red Sea, after the waters closed over their enemies, they sang a victory song of how God had freed them with that mighty arm and and that mighty arm and the outstretched hand, a victory song that they continued to sing until they started singing Those Were the Days. But in the fullness of time, long after they had gone to the promised land, God sent his son who came and was the embodiment of God's reign, God's kingdom, the way that God would have us live in our life today. And what we see is that in everything that he did, in his healing of those who were sick, in casting out the demons, in teaching people how to live day to day by faith in God, in raising the dead, 
And most clearly in his death on the cross and his rising again, we can hear a new song being sung. He inserts into our hearts and it comes out from our lips a new song. Not those were the days, but this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day, is the song that Jesus plants in our hearts by faith. Risen from the dead, he gives to us faith that now, this present moment, he is with us through whatever we're facing. That if there's something that we feel that we lack, we find in him our sure supply. So we don't need to feel trapped by the past, whether it is something haunting us and we'd like to escape from. He is here today. He has put to rest all of those things. He has forgiven our sin. He has freed us from our slavery, our bondage to that old way of being, and he has given himself to us. And if it's something good that we look back to, he gives us something better because he is here with us today. He places into our hands his very body and blood, that same body and blood that was nailed to the cross and shed for you was for the forgiveness of your sins and he places himself into your hands that you might today have life and freedom, forgiveness and a future because he is leading us someplace. He is leading us to our promised land, which is life with him in his kingdom, where every tear that we shed today will be wiped away by God's own hand. So that we will no longer live in the past or in the future, but in that day, we will only have the present moment. For we will live in eternity, outside of time. And God will be with us and we will be his people. And even today we get that foretaste of the feast to come. Today, each day, we can wake with not the song of longing that those were the days, but the song of hope a song of peace and joy. This is the day that the Lord has made. Freed from our past, freed from needing to look to our past for some false salvation that will never, never come about. We are freed to look around us in our present moment, in our present day, and to see where God is at work among us to see what God is doing today to bring freedom to those who are in bondage, to bring healing 
to those who are in pain, to bring hope to those who despair, to bring life to those who are dying. And he would have you join him in this work. Today, he invites you to live your life in the present moment, in his presence, to go from this place and to share with people, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen.